Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Hey, uh, welcome. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. I don't know what's going on with that uh, intro. That thing sound off the chain, y'all. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. It's 12, 12, 15, December 12th, y'all. Well, I don't know. Christmas is right around the corner, y'all. Y'all uh, got your Christmas shopping in? Oh, no, you know me. I, I do my shopping, all of my shopping on Christmas Eve, y'all. That's the day that I reserve for uh, Christmas shopping. I don't know. Is that? I don't know. I just uh, got in the habit of, uh, uh, I like to get out there with the uh, craziness of it all. Yeah. I mean, Christmas Eve can be a zoo, y'all. I got to try to get me some nourishment here. A little uh, caffeine. Facebook friends, how y'all? Let me see you a little bleep here to make sure you... uh, Make sure you know that we exist out here on the Hushmore Black Forum. We come to you every Saturday in living color, live and in living color, over Blog Talk Radio, y'all, from the ATL. From 7 to 9, we're out here spreading the gospel. Our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And not necessarily sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. We don't like to get loud. We we like to try to keep everything on an even on an even keel. Well, this is a real horse race, and the Republican Party Ted Cruz has got the evangelical uh, votes over Trump by two. That whole bunch, that whole crowd, is suspect. <laughs> Those so-called evangelicals, that whole crowd of suspects, y'all. What do they believe in? Donald Trump? That whole crowd uh, is suspect, y'all. I can tell if they uh, 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 is uh, falling in line with Ted Cruz and uh, Donald Trump. That whole group is uh, suspect. Now, I hate to paint with a broad brush like that, but I just got to call it like I see it, y'all. That's all I can do. Call it like I see it. And I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah, you know I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to call it like a T-I-E is, y'all, as they say. Uh, got a great show for you this evening, y'all. We, uh, President, got another another feather in his hat. He's just just uh, climaxed the uh, 200 nature, uh, 200 nation. Uh, it's not a real treaty because Congress don't have to deal with it, but it's a 200 nation agreement on climate change. Somehow they're supposed to reduce climate uh, so many degrees over so many years. Uh, this climate change is serious, y'all. 
this climate change is serious and to the extent that man uh has an effect on the, uh, on the climate uh man need to uh step it up these countries uh need to step it up and try to uh uh put less whether it's carbon emissions in the air air or whatever it takes uh get away from fossil fuels and all that stuff absolutely absolutely we only got one earth and we need this air to breathe <laughs> clean air clean water we need all that stuff to exist here on this uh on this planet that we have ain't nowhere else to go y'all ain't nowhere else to go that we know of anyway i mean there's plenty of uh, other spots out there in the cosmos but Getting to them is uh, is going to be the challenge. So the only thing we've been to out outside of this place is the moon, and only two or three people been there <laughs> of all our history. Only two or three people have been up there. So that's a real challenge trying to move from uh, this this place is. So we need to uh, do our best to keep it. Uh, habitable for uh, for us humans. Uh, now, if you could live on spirit alone, if you got no spirituality, you may could uh, shed this old body and move on. But uh, how many of us uh, has got that kind of faith? How many of, how many of us got that kind of faith that we could? Uh, move outside of this uh, uh, physical uh, mass of uh, clay that we uh, that we uh, that make up our uh, our body our human body now I, I'm a spiritual person myself I believe that my spirituality resides outside of my uh, physical body now that's just me I but uh I don't know if even me uh, have the complete faith in uh, just kicking it aside and uh, moving on in total uh, spirituality. Uh, I'm pretty close. Well, I'm pretty close. But uh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Donald Trump drops the number two in GOP race in Iowa. Boy, it's dangerous when Donald Trump get to be number two. He start uh, <laughs> he start uh, uh, loud talking somebody. Donald don't play that stuff about being second, do you? He don't like to play that stuff about being second. I don't know. I, you know. I don't know. I've never seen anything like uh, this uh, particular presidential race. And uh, the country uh, in worse time, in worse shape than what it is now in terms of uh, race relations, all that crazy stuff. I came up in separate equal, y'all. <laughs> I I came up when uh, I was born here in Georgia in 1945 when racism was. So uh, rampant that uh, you could taste it. <laughs> when you take a breath, you get choked on it. Yeah, that's where I came from. So you know, it's pretty hard to uh, surpass uh, those days. 
in terms of uh, race, racism and all that stuff. But tell you what, I haven't seen it quite like this in a uh, number of years. And I think a lot of it has to do with uh, this president of African descent that we have, uh, President Obama. Uh, I think a lot of the uh, closet races uh, just came out and uh, came out and opened. I think it's always been this way. You always had that 10 to 15 to 20 percent of Americans who uh, who are racist and uh, uh, silent about it, in the closet about it. But uh, when we got this uh, this president of Akron is sent in 2009, they couldn't. Uh, they just couldn't hold it. They couldn't hold it no longer. They had to uh, uh, rebel <laughs> at him. And they did, and this it cuts across all of of society. It cuts across all of society, yeah, yeah, from uh, uh, Joe Blow on the street to uh, you know the uh, congressional folks in Congress, people people uh, in power, uh, from rich to poor, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just. Uh, out and open the more uh, now than uh, what it's been. Hey, we got a call in number, y'all. One eight 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 five eight eight three eight four. It's like a free call in number to the Hushville Black Forum. If y'all want to get in where you fit in, we don't take many calls out here, but we will. We see we got someone on the line now uh, that we'll uh, pick up here. Uh, in a minute, we uh, just keep on holding. We're gonna come to you. We gotta get a few chores uh, taken care of. We uh, out here on the high school black forum. What we do, we advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Uh, not because we don't love everybody. We do love everybody. I'm gonna let you know that. But by extension, we find ourselves advocating for uh, that uh, that community. Uh, we uh, got a great show for you. Got a lot to talk about this evening, y'all. With the uh, uh, terrorist attack in St. Bernardina, California, out there. Uh, ISIS is on the Mars. <laughs> it's what the country is running scared. Have you ever seen anybody freak out? Uh, uh, you know, are Americans really that cowardice that uh, they let uh, 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 some fanatics uh, freak them out to the extent where uh, <laughs> they uh, uh, would uh, suspend uh, the Constitution? That's what it looks like. That's what Donald Trump's talking about doing when he start talking about keeping out everybody of a certain faith. That's like uh, going against the uh, 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 First Amendment of the Constitution there, uh, freedom of religion. And uh, this guy is dangerous, you know, because uh, a lot of the people are playing into uh, his uh, xenophobia, his fears. And uh, that's crazy. I mean, I've never seen, uh, you know, we uh, some on the right uh tend to be hawkish, but when they come to them actually fighting, they're a bunch of yellow-bellied uh, uh, nothings. They're a bunch of cowards. 
when it comes to, uh, you know, them actually fighting, you got a million of them, they'll stand up and kill us. But uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's crazy. And uh, I, I, I'm i with uh, Dr. John Henry uh, Clark, though, in terms of uh, the religions of the world uh, that uh, emanated from Abraham. All those, uh, they need to take a, a, a close uh, look at the uh, uh, at, at themselves, uh, you know the three religions that came out of Abraham: Jude, Judaism, uh, Christianity, and Islam. Those are the three religions that's doing all the fighting and killing for the last two thousand years. <laughs> hey, for the last two thousand years, that's who's been doing the fighting and the killing. Judea, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. That's who's doing all of the killing, y'all. <laughs> you know, I'm, hey, I'm just, you know, telling it like I see it. <laughs> I'm just telling it like I see it, y'all. They doing all the killing. I, me, myself, I, uh, my ancestry go back to Nigeria, y'all, the Yoruba folks. Uh, uh, now, I've been in this country. I, I call myself a, an American of African descent, so I define myself. Because uh, I've been here in this country before this country was a country. Yeah, <laughs> my 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 ancestors go back here in uh, America, this state of Georgia, before it was a state, uh, some two hundred and fifty something years. Y'all, we go back here in this country. So uh, before we had a constitution, uh, my folks were slaves here. Yeah. So, uh, but but. My DNA and comes straight out of the motherland, y'all. Nigeria, the Yoruba folks, and I. Uh, I'm right now. I'm researching uh, their religion, uh, Ifa. Ifa is uh, the religion of the Yorubus, and they've been around for thousands of years, y'all. Way before the Europeans invaded in the Arabs. Doctor Clark said that uh, the Africans. Um, uh, uh, asked the uh, Arabs to help them get the, the Christians off their back, and the, the Arabs did just that, and then they jumped on the <laughs> on their backs <laughs> as they got the Christians off their back. Islam got on their backs and robbed uh, uh, the motherland of its resources and, and its people. And his people, y'all. Hey, we, uh, it's about uh, 14 minutes after 7, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back after the turn here. We're going to see who's online. And uh, we'll be back after the break. Y'all hang in there. You got me to hush, Mo. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us, Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in cyberspace.
Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Hushbow Black Forum. Uh, you got me Hushbow driving this train this evening. You know our model out here is to do it bigger, to do it better. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here, y'all. We don't like to get loud. We like to keep everything on an even keel, but sometimes we have to crank up the volume just to get our uh, word in edgewise. Hey, on the line, we got a we got a call in. We don't take many calls out here on the Hushbow Black Forum. We like to... Normally just talk out at the audience, but we will take a call from time to time. We ain't screwed. But uh, on the line, we got uh, Miss Sheila from Houston, Texas. She's talking about ISIS. Heard us uh, rambling on about ISIS a little bit. She's got some real uh, real uh, uh, views on it. Uh, Sheila, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. And, uh, yeah. Okay, now you were talking about uh, ISIS and your uh, theory on how uh, they uh, – how that whole thing came about. Uh, uh, you want to share that with uh, with the audience? Yes, I said ISIS is a is a, a, a was homegrown from America, and the reason the reason why I said that, if you read the book, the Confession of Economic of the Economic Hitman, or if you watch the uh, the, the documentary, how he explained how they um, fund. The um, uh, uh, the insurgents or the or whatever group to dis- to go in and destabilize the area, and the reason why ISIS was in Africa was because they had to destabilize the president that was there, because America, of, of course, we know that America is is recolonizing Africa as we speak, you know, and um, so the homosexual agenda had to be on the front plate. And in Nigeria, it's 14 years, it's 14 years in prison if, if you're homosexual, if you're open homosexual. So what they had to do was destabilize, uh, I think his name was Good, President Goodluck, stabilize him, get him out good, of the way. Good, good, good luck, Jonathan. Yes. Yeah, yes. Mr. Goodluck Jonathan, the guy with the big hat. Right, right. So they had to destabilize him to get him out the way so um, they could put a puppet in there that's going to go along mm-hmm. with the American agenda of it, mm-hmm. to bring in that homosexual agenda. Wow. And And like I said, um, prior to, I say every election, they put someone out there for the Americans to be afraid of. Okay, during the Bush administration, they had this um, this this uh, Malvo guy, the DC sniper. Everybody was in, everybody was afraid because this guy was going around shooting everybody. And I said that um, how could that be possible for this man to be shooting everybody? Because I I think they have more satellites in Washington D.C. than they have in any other part of the world besides Israel. I think Israel would be number two next to um, D.C. So they got a so, camera or a satellite everywhere. Yes, yes. So that was letting you know that that wasn't a, that was a lie because that was telling you that the satellites was ineffective. They wasn't effective to not know who was doing that. Uh-huh. Okay, so. So during the Obama administration, everybody, you know, they had all these white people afraid. They was afraid of losing the American dream, losing their houses, 
they were, you know, they were afraid of losing their jobs. So but who Obama, were they afraid of? They afraid that you, you mean Sheila, Sheila, Sheila? You 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 telling me white people were afraid of black people taking something away from them? Black folks ain't got no, nothing. No, no, no. They wasn't afraid of black people taking anything away from them. They was just afraid. They was they were afraid because they could no longer obtain the American dream. Mm. No, it, they wasn't afraid of, of, of black people taking anything away from them. Because, um, you know, all these college kids that had finished college couldn't find no uh, job. And uh, so many people, the, the way Bush came in and deregulated uh, 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 the housing market and they de- deregulated the stock market, how everything was falling and how these, how, you know, how these white folks were stealing. And, and um, that the average the average person, which would be the middle class, they were afraid of losing their jobs and they were afraid of losing their homes because what they and, and I tell you what, I, I tell you so, what that Bush did. He did create a financial uh, catastrophe here. By the time he got through, got out of office, I mean he had just about broke the country, uh, fighting right. a war without paying for it. Uh, Sheila. Right. Uh, you have some real interesting uh, uh, observations. Uh, uh, it reminded me of uh, back in the 60s there when the Black Panther came in, in vogue there. And uh, W. Bush, Bush's father uh, uh, was pushing coke into California, rumor has it, and uh, to create a diversion, uh, they created the Black Panthers uh, uh, in, that, in that time. That, that was just a, kind of a, a reminiscence of what you're talking about here. Uh, with the ISIS being uh, some kind of creation of uh, uh, American capitalism, I, and I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, that's that. Uh, I don't put anything past uh, 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 American capitalism. Uh, so right. yeah, <laughs> it's it's really inter- interesting that you uh, draw those uh, draw that uh, uh, connection. Okay, so like I said, this was my first time listening to the show, so I'll continue listening. Sheila, please do, and tell a friend about us, and go get my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. You can find it on my website, hushboblack.com. Okay. That's my new book. I got two of them out there, Racism and Hate in American Reality. It's timely, and it's a, a collection of documents, essays, and analysis uh, dealing with uh, our history after the Civil War, dealing with racism and separate equal and all that stuff. Tell a friend about our show, though, and I appreciate you calling in here. Thank you. Okay, we'll talk back. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all, Miss Sheila from Houston. Now, I don't know. I don't know how ISIS started. I'll say this. Uh, it's, It's definitely an outgrowth of our involvement in the Middle East. When we invaded uh, Iraq over there, we uh, uh, upset the power of bal- uh, the balance of power in that region. Iraq and Iran was, you know, at equilibrium, if you will. And when we went in and uh, uh, took out Saddam Hussein and then we messed around, this president, I blame uh, this president as much as he, I'm a fan of uh, uh, the present president, I don't think he should have uh, uh, had anything to do with uh, removing uh Omar uh, 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 Gaddafi should have had, it should have never uh, removed Gaddafi from power, uh, but now that whole region is de- destabilized, and 
uh, ISIS and other uh, uh, friends groups uh, uh, fill that void. And, and you know, like like I said, I I, uh, I have a problem with uh, with all of the religions that uh, come out of Abraham because uh, from Christianity to Judaism to Islam. They they are the ones who are doing all the killing, all the fighting for the last two thousand years. It's not a new phenomenon. It's been going on for two thousand years. Those three religions has been out front uh, uh, when it comes to killing people. When it comes to killing people, I'm uh, I think they all should take a uh, a real closer look at themselves when they start talking, calling themselves uh, some kind of uh, a Christian or whatever, some kind of a religious uh a person because uh i you know i don't see anything uh at all religious about uh killing and cutting folks heads heads off i don't see anything uh, uh that uh that's so uh holier than thou about that at least i know in my uh my higher power wouldn't have me doing that and don't appre- don't approve of that that's just me now. That's just the hush book. I You know, everybody's got their own dogma, religious dogma. Man, I'm a uh, God-fearing child of an almighty, loving God. That's my dogma. That's all it is. I ain't nothing else. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to the Hush Road Black Forum. Uh, Saturday, December 12th, 2015. Santa Claus is right around the corner. If y'all ain't got no chimney, y'all. Uh, 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 if y'all ain't got no chimney in your house, uh, leave leave the back door cracked for Santa. Hey, leave leave the, the back door cracked for Santa Claus. He coming. He he's somewhere leaving the door full round about now. Uh, hey, we got a free call in, y'all. Five eight eight three eight one four. That's one eight eight eight. Five eight eight three eight one four. Free call in to the Hushbow Black Forum if y'all want to get in on the conversation. We we all over the place here. We're talking about ISIS. We're talking about uh, the presidential uh, uh, race, uh, if you call it that. If you want to call it a presidential race, the Republicans got nineteen candidates running. Yeah, <laughs> they got they 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 got enough candidates running to. Uh, 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 fill a football team. <laughs> uh, and Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump is leading the hip parade. Him and Ted Cruz. Come on, y'all. Come on. Have we? Is, is that who we got? Is that who uh, the Republicans? Is that the Republicans' best candidate? Ted Cruz and uh, Donald Trump and Ben Carson. Come on. Could you see any uh, one of those jokers running the country? Talking about being president. In control of the nuclear weapons? Come on. Either one of those characters would scare me to death if they came anywhere near that White House. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, come on, y'all. Uh-uh. And hey, we advocate out here on the Hushmore Black Forum, y'all. Advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody, we love everybody now. We just, uh, by extension, we're part of that community and uh, find ourselves advocating on their behalf. And Lord knows we need all the advocacy we can get in my in my community, y'all. We need all the advocacy we can get. 
Hey, I'm just saying, uh, we uh, we having a great time out here this evening. Uh, yeah, we we try to make sense of uh, things that don't make no sense out here too. So if you got something you want to run past the hush bow that you don't understand, uh, give us a shout. Go to my website hushbowblack.com. You can follow us there. Pick us up on my Facebook page from there. Buy my books from there. I got two books. I'm working on my third, y'all. The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron is my first book, kind of my autobiography, kind of morphed into a trilogy about uh, my life, my family life here in Georgia, and uh, my little escapades in uh, Vietnam, the war. Had a little epiphany there that kind of shed some light on things for me. And uh, that's my first book, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. And uh, my second book is Racism and Hate. That's my newest book, Racism and Hate, an American Reality. Uh, talking about uh, just what the title uh, infers, racism and hate here uh, in this country. Uh, since, you know, I, I uh, go back to uh, 1865. I don't deal too much with the uh, prior to the Civil War. My third book, I'm I'm trying to uh, trace my family's history. I deal a lot with my family's history. I'm interested in uh, black history, America's African diaspora. Uh, And I'm trying to trace my family back. Now, my family go back here in Georgia for 250 years. My great-great-great-grandmother was born here in Georgia in 1784. And it's a pretty good chance that her parents uh, was born here also. Uh, uh, but not necessarily, but uh, the folks that, uh, the slave owners that uh, uh, enslaved my folks was uh, the Camerons out of Scotland. And they reached uh, uh, North America here in the United States in 1752. And uh, right away they started buying up slaves. They were Masonics. And the Masons, uh, uh, you know, the Templar Knights, all those folks that was involved in the Crusades and all that stuff. But sure enough, I traced the old Camerons, uh, that Scottish clan. Uh, the Camerons read through, way back through uh, Richard the Lionheart and uh, right back to uh, uh, one of the Crusades, going back to the Holy Land, uh, ripping and robbing and plundering that place. And well, that group... <laughs> Part of that group was uh, the folks that came over here, the old Camerons. That, uh, uh, David Cameron, the Prime Minister of England, right now is part of that same uh, Cameron clan that uh, enslaved my people 300 years ago. Yeah, That same line, that same line of, uh, uh, of uh, Anglo-Saxons. Yeah, that's, well, that's what it was. And uh, just interesting history. Anyway, uh, I uh, I'm researching that now. I'm back in school again. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey y'all, I'm 70 years old. I'm back in school again, and just finished my uh, uh, this uh, uh, fall semester. Got like like, hey, I'm I'm doing pretty good here. I'm taking uh, African American studies. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm I'm like a relic. I'm like a relic in the class with all those twenty, uh, those young twenty, uh, twenty-one year olds. 
I'm like a relic, a relic rather. They look at me like a shrine. <laughs> I, I, but I'm having fun though because I'm, you know, and uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to school looking for no kind of career, y'all. I'm retired. I, I'm just in there for my own edification, trying to uh, 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 acquire some additional knowledge uh, for my writing. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're never too old to uh, acquire knowledge, by the way. And uh, I, I, uh, I've been completely fascinated by some of the young young folks, this young generation. You know, and I really uh, have learned quite a bit from them. I've gotten a different perspective uh, of them by being associated associated with them as peers and. In the in the the classroom, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's amazing how I've uh, came to uh, to uh, uh, view uh, that young generation. Now that I've had a chance to uh, uh, engage them in a classroom setting uh, on a college level, and uh, we got some real bright, bright young folks uh, uh, coming along. And uh, I want to let you know that we got some real bright young uh, Americans of African descent uh, coming along. Now, it's not all about uh, uh, folks running around with their pants down around their ankles and stuff like that. That's just uh, what you see on the, what makes the news. <laughs> but uh, no, we got some we got some real sharp young uh, young folks coming along that I'm. They need help though. They need all the help in the world and support that uh, we can give them. And surely they'll have me in their corner. Uh, But we need to uh, uplift our young folks uh, at every chance that we get. Uh, They're uh, our future. Ran into uh, some great, great reading here, y'all, that I've been uh, getting into. Uh, dealing with uh, our history, my history, uh, uh, coming out of uh, Africa, the African history. Um, if I if I didn't get anything else out of that class, that uh, African American Studies class, it was uh, the. Uh, Discovery of some of our great, great uh, um, leaders here in the country that I had completely uh, overlooked in my 70 years. And I'm pretty good at history. You know, I know all of uh, you know, the ones that you know, the Booker T. Washingtons, the W.E.B. Du Bois, and uh, the like, uh, Thurgood Marshall. And, you know, I know all those people, but there's so many more that has such a profound impact on uplifting uh Americans of African descent uh over uh over the course of uh, our history here in this country. It's unbelievable. It's, you know, it's almost impossible to uh know them all. But one that I was most impressed with that I had uh completely overlooked was Doctor John Henry Clark. Now a lot of you all out there uh probably have heard of Doctor John Henry Clark, but uh I, I somehow I completely <clears throat> completely uh completely missed him but 
my discovery of him alone uh, would have made this uh, this course worthwhile for me. Uh, one of the books that he got out, uh, New Dimensions in African History, uh, is one of his books that he did with Dr. Yosef Ben Johanna uh, collaborated on that. It was a series of uh, lectures in London, England, dealing with um, from the Nile Valley to the New World, uh, New Dimensions in African History. You might want to pick that up, but Whatever you do, go check out Dr. John Henry Clark. Uh, you can YouTube him. Go on YouTube. He's got a lot of uh, uh, assays out there where he delivers uh, uh, video uh, lectures and things like that. You want to go there and check him out because the guy is really, really, really heavy uh, and really an advocate for... Uh, uh, Afrocentric type of uh, uh, an Afrocentric type of uh, uh, how should I see it? He he uh, viewed the world uh, from a African perspective, and he uh, he liked to uh, he liked to think of. What he's his whole thing is that uh, uh, the African people has to uh, uh, get back go go back to their African roots and divorce themselves of uh, a lot of the uh, uh, invaders of Africa who uh, uh, colonized and dominated so much of uh, their history over the last thousand years or so, including the Christians including the Islamics, including the Jews, and go back to the indigenous uh, spirituality of uh, the African people, uh, void of all of uh, the intruders that came to that continent to rape and, and uh, uh, rape us of its uh, wealth and of its people, and of its people. So he, he's big on that. And the guy is one of the best that I've heard uh, I'll make a case for Afro, Afrocentric uh, 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 type of uh, uh, experience for black uh, for black people worldwide. The whole as, uh, African uh, diaspora diaspora. Uh, just really, really, I, I've just been flabbergasted uh, listening to him. And he's led me to so many other places in my uh, research of uh, uh, African history. Uh, African history. He, uh, <clears throat> he uh, uh, led me to uh, uh, discover that uh, a lot of the old uh, indigenous African religions uh, uh, Christianity has got a lot of the same tenets and took a lot of the same tenets from uh, uh, some of the old African indigenous religions that was there uh, way before uh, uh, the Europeans came, way before the Arabs came uh, to that part of uh, Africa. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's, more t it's some heavy stuff. 
That's some heavy stuff, yeah. I, uh, I'm just uh, flabbergasted uh, with the with some of the stuff that I've uh, picked up out of this class. And like I said, I, I wasn't expecting that when I took this class. I just wanted to, uh, 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 well, yeah, I was expecting to learn something that I wasn't expecting to, you know, become this involved and engaged in it uh, at all. But I'm just so happy that I, I did uh, get back in school. I got a B in algebra too, y'all. <laughs> I, no, I, I got a B in algebra. But I, I uh, hadn't had any algebra in like 50 years since so I got out of electronic school way back in the 60s. But then uh, uh, I had to uh, take a college algebra course. As a, they made me take it over. I said, "Well, you don't know about no algebra no more. You don't forget all that stuff. You got to take this." So I had to take it, and uh, but that thing had me stressed out. But uh, I. <laughs> I made it through, y'all. I made it through. Hey, y'all, we're going to take another pause for the calls here, y'all. You got me hushed while driving this train this night. Coming to you live and in living color from the ATL. We come to you every Saturday from 7 to 9 out here on Broad Talk Radio, y'all. Great, great medium. But y'all hang in there. We'll be right back after the break. You got me hushed, y'all. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back, uh, welcome back to the High School Black Four. Hey, we, uh, we're a little late getting back out here. It's about, uh, 7.55, y'all, in the ATL. Beautiful, uh, weekend here in Atlanta. Um, that was 71 degrees out there. It was 71 degrees out there. Can you believe that? Wow. I, um, I don't know. Uh, this is crazy weather. That, you know, that's why they're over there working on this climate change. This this climate change is uh, real, y'all. That's why we got all this crazy uh, weather uh, weather patterns that we're we're experiencing now. <clears throat> I mean, come on, something is crazy with the weather. I mean, it's seventy one degrees and winter's next week. The first day of winter's when. Well, the 22nd, 21st of December, Monday after that, first day of winter, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rush Limbaugh say nothing wrong with the weather. Now, how Rush Limbaugh know, I don't know. Rush know everything. At least he claim he does. The destruction of black civilization, y'all. Y'all familiar with that? Chancellor Williams. The Destruction of Black Civilization. The Great Great Read. I have uh, been had this book around for a while, but I, uh, I'm just getting into it. Uh, uh, you know, really, really digging into uh, what it's all about uh, here. Uh, I ran back into it in uh, in this class, and uh, sure enough, I, I dove back in it, and it's a lot in here. Y'all might want to check it out. Uh, the destruction of black civilization. Uh, it dates back. Uh, great issues of a race from 4500 BC to 2000 AD. So yeah, there's a lot of history there uh, in that thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jason Haywood, one of my favorite players, got paid. Y'all. We do sports out here too. Oh yeah, don't <laughs> I, do, I, do I sound like I'm out off on the tangent? Yeah, we we do sports out here too. Jason Haywood, uh, uh, one of my favorite players here with the Atlanta Braves. There, why we traded him, I don't know. He just got paid hundred eighty four million dollars eight years with the Chicago Cubs. That's a real payday, y'all. That's good work if you can find it. That is really great work if you can find it, yeah. I, uh, I'm happy for him. He's 26, a young man coming to that kind of paper. Really sharp, down-to-earth uh, guy. Never in the news for craziness. <laughs> Just a solid, solid young man. And I'm just so uh, proud of him because he started here in Atlanta, went to high school here uh, in uh, in uh, around Atlanta area, and uh, he he done got paid. Uh, Jason has got paid. Uh, something for big things out of him over the next five years in that baseball thing. He gonna he gonna light it up. He he gonna get better. He had a couple of injuries that set him back. 
but uh, he's going to get better. Uh, by the time he's 30, he's going to be a terror. I believe if we keep on uh, not concentrating on what he's doing, he's going to be a terror by the time he gets 30. Not only that, he's going to be filthy rich. <laughs> he's going to be filthy rich, y'all. Jason Haywood just got paid. I don't know what my Falcons going to do. My Falcons is, uh, wow. They started out 5-0, uh, oh, y'all. Damn, they ain't won, a game, ain't won but one game since. <laughs> they ain't won but one game since, y'all. I don't know what's going on. Something wrong. Something's wrong with the quarterback, Matt Ryan. I don't know what's wrong with him. I, somebody says he's playing. They think he's playing with a concussion, and I'm starting to believe uh, uh, he just might be playing with a concussion because that guy don't look like himself. He don't look like the same quarterback. He don't look like the same quarterback, y'all. I'm telling. You. And now, Sonny, we got to go up there and uh, deal with Cam Newton, who might be the MVP of, of the whole league. We got to try to deal with Cam Sunday. Now, we might go up there and win that game. I, I wouldn't put no whole. I wouldn't bet the rent on it. Oh no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't bet the rent on it. But the Falcons might go go to Charlotte and beat uh, Cam Newton because uh, we do some crazy things like that. Lose to Teams that we had no business losing to, and we might go up there and beat uh, Carolina. That's what I'm thinking we're going to do, and that's what I'm hoping we do. <clears throat> what are we, we right now, we're 6-6, six and six, so we got four more games to play. It would be nice to win three games, three out of four. We win three out of four. Boy, that's going to be tough to do. That's going to be tough to do. We should have never let any uh, – who was that? The Colts come in here and beat us with a 40-year-old quarterback? Come on, y'all. We, <laughs> uh, that, kind of, that kind of threw us for a loop. Mm-hmm. I threw it for a big loop there when they uh, when the coach came in here and beat us with that forty year old quarterback. What else going on, y'all? I don't know. It, it uh, what we got on the agenda here. Let's see where we got in your notes, Hushmo. Hushmo and I got off on the tangent here. We we all over the place here. What is this fat? What is this? No, we got the wrong. I knew what it is. How get it? Slow down. Slow down, son. You're moving too fast. Um, come on. The fight for the man of the young. Between Christianity and Islam. 
I, you know, I touched on that a couple of shows back, and uh, but then, like I said, it it uh, it's a fight that uh, in my mind right now it, it's it, it's not a fight of either or. In my mind, it's nor. <laughs> I, I'm gonna come down on the side of nor, neither, neither of uh, uh, those uh, two. Uh, trains of thought, not for my people. I, you know, I, because I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen where, uh, where they've uh, advanced uh, the people. They haven't advanced uh, my people's uh, 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 status in the world. Uh-uh. Everybody who ever invaded the continent of Africa has came there and stole uh, the resources of that continent. They have came there and stole. Everybody want where Africa got and don't nobody want to pay for it. And Africa's got every natural resource on the face of this earth and more uh, of it. From gold to diamonds to aluminum to titanium to rubber to every natural resource you can think of, the continent of Africa has got it in abundance. And everybody wants what Africa has, the raw materials, and don't nobody want to pay for it. That's just a fact, y'all. That's just a fact. And all of them come in there with some pretense of some religion or other, trying to t- make you believe that they got uh, uh, this uh, this sure fire uh, this sure uh, fire path back to uh, uh, the Maker through their dogma. They're gonna get you the way you need to go. One thing Dr. Henry Clark said: Don't ever, <laughs> don't ever let it. Another people define your God. <laughs> hey, it makes a lot of sense, y'all. It makes a lot of sense. Don't ever let another people define your God. Uh, that makes a lot of sense, y'all. That makes a whole lot of sense. Mhm. So I'm going back to my roots, y'all. That's that is exactly why I'm going back to my roots to try to find out who my ancestors was hooked up with. Tap into some of their uh, spirituality. Uh, tap into some of my ancestors' spirituality, y'all. That's what I'm about right now, in my. Uh, Search for uh, uh, my uh, place and uh, my place in uh, the world. Mhm. In this, the history of the world. How do I fit in? Not, not. 
think that I should fit in or tell me how I fit in, but how I want to discover how I fit, I fit in myself. Uh, and the only way I can do that is to research my past, to tie in with my uh, history, my ancestors. There's the only way I can do it that I, you know, know. I see what uh, uh, <laughs> all of the historians, uh, the great historians of the day, who have uh, documented history, uh, have not uh, done a very good job of uh, telling my story that I can see. They have not done a very good job of telling my story or my history. Uh, a lot of that was purpose. Facebook friends, how y'all doing? Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and not a necessity sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Uh, we, we, like, we don't like to get loud, though. We like to keep everything on an even keel. Uh, yeah, we like to keep everything on an even keel out here. But Lord knows, sometimes sometime you got to... You got to crank the volume up a little bit. I I mentioned here, uh, I guess last show or so, uh, that I was getting a, well, I got a guitar on my Christmas list. I want me a guitar. I'm going to start playing guitar at 70, y'all. At 70. First time, I don't know anything about playing the guitar. I'm going to teach myself uh, or get some online tutoring, but I'm going to pretty much teach myself how to play the guitar, and I'm going to let y'all... Uh, uh, sharing my uh, progress along the way. Oh, yeah, I'm going to hook my guitar up and uh, see how uh, you'll be able to uh, share in my progress uh, uh, with it. Uh, I'm interested in uh, a musical instrument, mastering uh, one musical instrument before I check out of here. And I've decided on the guitar because I don't have the dexterity anymore uh, for the piano. Piano was my first uh, ambition. Uh, but I, I, uh, I don't have the dexterity in my fingers to uh, deal with the piano, uh, so I, uh, my second choice is the guitar. So that's where we at. And, and in fact, I had ordered this thing. I bring this up because I had ordered a guitar, one of the beginner models there, a couple hundred bucks from Walmart, and uh, sure enough, Walmart lost the guitar. <laughs> Walmart lost my guitar or the ones that I ordered from. I had to make them put my money back on my card, yeah. The husband had to go down there to raise sand about a darn the guitar I called I go down there to the store to pick it up. It was supposed to be delivered Friday. I go down there to pick it up Friday. They know where to be found. This says not in the store yet. I go back to the day they still can't find it. I call the headquarters uh Walmart dot com. They say, Yeah, we delivered the thing. The thing should have been in the store ever since Wednesday. I take, they give me and say, oh, let me give you a bunch of more numbers here, and they'll be able to deal with it uh, with these numbers. I take those numbers back down there. Sure enough, Walmart still can't find it, the local Walmart here. 
by this time I'm teed off, so I had them to uh, uh, just uh, refund my money. Went out somewhere else to a third party to buy to look for another one. I don't know how that's going to work out either, but I can't uh, stand uh, incompetence. And uh, that's not like, you know, it's Christmas. I know everything is crazy around this time of year. Everything gets crazy because uh, you got everybody's shopping online. Now, that's another thing, too, because half the people, see, you, you that creates a problem for uh, 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 the the pickup lines in the various stores there because you order stuff online and you go to the store to pick it up. And the line is not only at the cash register, but it's there at that darn uh, pickup thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's there at that pickup line. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're talking about some uh, uh, hectic uh, a bunch of junk that's going on at the pickup line. At the, the pickup counter, where you order stuff online and uh, have it shipped to the store, the various stores and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just crazy, y'all. Uh. It is crazy. So, uh, I don't know. You, you you want to be careful. If you can go to the store and buy it, you see it online a lot of times, that might be the best the best way to go in a lot of cases because you, uh, 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 you know, you got the stuff right there in your hand. You got to worry about, uh, and then, you know, the stuff gets shipped into the old shipper. <laughs> Whoever's working that dock back there, a lot of folks, a lot of stuff get missing off that dock, y'all. I'm just saying, I ain't. You know, I ain't accusing nobody of stealing. <laughs> I, 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 ain't, I, ain't, I ain't accusing those Walmart folks who's working on the dog. I'll let you know that. I'm not accusing anybody of nothing. Uh, don't get it twisted. But something happened to my guitar. Something. That guitar just didn't disappear because... <laughs> uh, that, that guitar just didn't disappear, y'all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. What happened to it? I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. We can't. I can't find it. I. I don't know. I'm gonna keep up with this receipt though, because they put it back on my thing. You know, the receipt right there, so I know if any stuff jump off, it won't be uh. Make sure that go back on my account there, because I, I done bought another guitar now. I, I bought another guitar, because I, I want the thing before Christmas. My goodness, Christmas is right around the corner, yeah. Santa Claus will be here this week, week after next. So Christmas is right around the corner. Y'all, y'all got your Christmas shopping done? But don't forget the hushma. Oh, I don't. Necessarily believe in Santa Claus, but I'll uh, if y'all uh, want to get a hush book, I ain't gonna stop you from believing. <laughs> I, I I don't want to stop you from believing. Mm-mm. I don't want to do that. I don't want to stop you from believing. Mm-mm. Yeah, I got a 
I guess a winter break here between between semesters, y'all. I'm off until January the 11th. I, I start classes back again, and I'm about one more semester in the summer from a, an associate's degree. Uh, in liberal arts, it ain't nothing. You know, uh, African American studies is what I, I eventually. Uh, 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 is going to get uh, uh, a degree in, but in order to get the African American studies, I got to take Spanish. So I got to take Spanish one and two. I'll take that next uh, next summer. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what I, you know, I don't need nothing. I'm retired. I worked in IT for 40 years, y'all. I'm a computer expert. I've got a social degree in electronics, computer uh, uh, science, if you will. Back in the 60s, you know, all you needed was a two-year technical de- uh, degree to to start out working in computers. Back then, computers were pretty new. Uh, and uh, I worked in that thing for like 40 years. I retired back in 2007. Uh once I retired, uh, you know, I've been on messing around with the internet since uh, its uh, inception. Me and uh, Al Gore invented the internet. <laughs> hey, y'all remember Al Gore saying that he invented the internet? Well, I I, I was right there with him because <laughs> I, I was working for uh, some of the most sophisticated computer companies out there, Control Data Harris Corporation. Uh, and uh, those folks was big in communications, and uh, uh, they uh, was at the forefront of uh, utilizing uh, the Internet. And one of, one of the things, Al Gore, now, when he said he invented the Internet, is more true than uh, meets the eye because he was over the uh, uh, or served on uh, committee in, in the Senate, uh, the uh, Department of Defense. Uh, he served on that uh, committee who uh, did uh, invent, who really did invent the Internet, the military did. And Al Gore was responsible for a lot of its funding, so in a way, he he wasn't as you know as as uh, crazy as he sounded when he said he invented it. Well, he certainly did have a hand in it uh, through his uh, political position there in Congress. But I've been playing on the internet since it's been there. Back in 2007, I found myself on the internet all day still. Uh, and I started, uh, so I need to do something uh, constructive since I'm out here on this thing uh, uh, anyway. And uh, so I started uh, researching my family's history a little bit here in Georgia. I knew quite a bit of it, but yeah, I started researching and putting it down on paper, like uh, tracing my family tree. And sure enough, I got all the way back to my great 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 grandmother who was born here in Georgia in 1784. Right there in Troop County, uh, Georgia. It's LaGrange, Georgia, for y'all who don't know anything about Georgia, but uh, LaGrange is one of the uh, uh, historical uh, cities here in Georgia. Uh, big uh, during the Civil War. They had a hospital there for the Confederacy and all kinds of a history. Uh, well, my father was born there and all his people come from LaGrange. That's where my Roots come from on my father's side, uh, Lagrange, Georgia. 
Yeah, I can pretty well go down there today and uh, and uh, run into uh, the very beginnings of my family here in Georgia, the chairman, uh, the, the European chairman who uh, who uh, had my folks as slaves here in the state of Georgia. I'm still buried there. Uh, I went to the graveyard of uh, uh, the uh, uh, chairman, uh, the white chairman who who had uh, my ancestors as slaves. Went to his graveyard. His tomb is still there in Lagrange, Georgia, at this one particular church that my ancestors built uh, as slaves. They built it as slaves. The church still stands today. I've uh, been there since 1835. They built that church as slaves, and all of the white cameras are buried. I won't say all of them, a lot of them are buried out there in the in the cemetery. Still, still today, I went there. I, it took me a little while to get back there, although I still have relatives in Lagrange, and uh, you know, uh, so they knew quite a bit about my history and uh, my family's history. I had a real good uh, source of information. Uh, I myself was born in Georgia, but my father had left LaGrange. By the time he got married, he had moved up to Henry County, Hampton, Georgia, which is right up the road from LaGrange, but about 25 miles south of Atlanta, so it says between here and LaGrange. Henry County does, Hampton, Georgia. If you're all familiar with the, well, Facebook friends probably wouldn't be familiar with uh, the Atlanta racetrack, NASCAR big racetrack. There in uh, Henry County, Georgia. I was born pretty much on that property in 1945, y'all. Uh, yeah, so my history, my family go back in Georgia. Even my uh, mother, while my mother wasn't born here, she was born in Chambers County, Alabama, which is Chambers County, Alabama. Well, she was born in Lafayette, Lafayette, however they pronounce it. Lafayette is how I pronounce it. Uh, Alabama's in Chambers County. It's right outside of Tuskegee. You all are probably familiar with Tuskegee, Alabama. Well, Chambers County is uh, adjacent to Troop County in Georgia. They sit right on the border. Chambers County is right on the Alabama border. Troop County is right on the Georgia border, and they butt up against each other. So <laughs> uh, the Johns, who were my the father of the mother's people and the cameras, my father's people, they knew each other back then. They were running back across, forth across the border, that state line, building bridges. My family built bridges between the, the two counties and all kinds of stuff. So they had a history way, 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 way back. Uh, but uh, uh, Lafayette, uh, Alabama, where my mother was born, she was born the same year, the same summer that Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis Barrow, uh, the boxer, the brown bomber, was born there in that same little town, Lafayette, uh, Alabama, in 1915. Uh, so, yeah, my family was new to barrels and all that stuff. So, a lot of history, a lot, a lot of history. Uh, and I love, I love researching my history. We got such a colorful, such a powerful history, uh, even with. Uh, the uh, even with the uh, uh, slavery and the racism and all that crazy stuff that we endured, we our history is powerful. It's powerful, and I 
I urge everybody to go back and uh, research their history here in this country, especially, and put it down on paper, document it. And uh, for one thing, you could better make your argument for uh, the reparations uh, that are owed uh, if you document your history uh, in the country, your family's history. And I think it's vital that uh, each of us, uh, the Americans of Africa, do that, uh, you know, Keep up with your family's history. Reconnect with that history. It's important to know. Uh, uh, I think it better prepares you uh, for uh, the future. The you know, African proverb says something about uh, if you don't know where you've been, you ain't ever going to be able to find out where you uh, uh, got to go. <laughs> yeah, something to that effect. Yeah, so your history is absolutely uh, 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 just a. Uh, what else we got, yeah? Uh, I don't know what happened to that one monitor that I was trying to keep up with. Somehow, you know what happens? I've got. I don't know. In, in Georgia, AT and T. I got. I use AT and T for all my uh, internet and uh, all that stuff. And uh, somehow, we we got the top of the line internet thing here. But I run my studio off of it too now, as quiet as it's kept. So, uh, <laughs> but I can eat up some broadband with y'all. I got so many months inside in this thing. I could eat up some bandwidth uh, space, and uh, next thing you know, uh, I can't uh, <laughs> rise of the villain. What is this right here? And, and I got other, uh, well, all this about in the house of me and my better half, so if, if things ain't going right, I can't, you know, it ain't, it ain't hard to... Uh, 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 it's not hard to uh, find out who uh, <laughs> who who the culprit is. You know that that ain't gonna be no real big uh, 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 thing to find out. And uh, sure enough, I we got like I don't know maybe five TVs running off of it. I may have five, ten. One, two, three. I got at least eight computers running off of it. So, you know, we. <laughs> but sometimes this thing can get bogged down. And, and uh, uh, sure enough, Uverse is great for. Uh, I, you know, I ain't broadcasting. I ain't, I ain't making no money off ATT, so I ain't gonna. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't plugging them. It's just what I use. <laughs> it ain't no better than anything else, as far as I know. It's just a, that's what I use. And. Uh, but that thing can get bogged down, but it does work. It works uh, for me. <laughs> I'm a power user, <laughs> as they say. I'm a power internet user, y'all. Uh, but uh, that thing had got bogged down, so that a couple of monitors that blinked out said, so you got to stop something here. You're using too much stuff. You're using way too much stuff. Is that Mary J. Bly? No, that, that ain't Mary J, but it kind of looked like Mary J. It must be a mother, Kim Carter. Uh, anybody see the Whiz? 
<clears throat> the new uh, version of the wheels. Uh, I, I, I have to go back out and look at it. Uh, uh, Queen Latifah was in it. Uh, I guess uh, uh, what's her name? Stephanie King uh, was in it, and uh, I think Mary J was in it too. Mary J. Bly, I think she was in it. Uh, but they say it was pretty good, and, and they even say Shirek. Uh, Spike Lee's uh, new uh, flick, satire, whatever it is, of, of uh, something ladies taking over the world by refusing sex to their husbands, <laughs> trying to cut down on the gun violence <laughs> by abstinence. I don't know what this is about, but this is a pretty good flick. <laughs> It says it's a pretty good flick, y'all. I don't know. Don't start me to land, because I, I really don't know. Uh, but uh, some of the people in Chicago weren't too crazy about it. So Spike Lee need to stay in New York. If you want to <laughs> if you wanna tell a story about violence, uh, tell it about uh, Harlem. But Harlem is quieted down. Harlem did give uh, a black cultural revolution. <clears throat> uh, so it wasn't all about uh, violence. Harlem was not. Harlem really, um, really uh, did some great things for us as a uh, as a, a community, as a you know a black community. Harlem uh, created a lot of our. Uh, 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 new culture, if you will, here uh, in this country, because you know we were uh, deprived of our uh, former uh, identity coming out of out of the motherland. There, they took all our uh, culture away, everything from our names to our religion to our language to everything you can think of. Over some three, four hundred years of slavery here in this country. They completely deculturalized uh, uh, the Africans that uh, was drug over here, and uh, we had to uh, recreate. Uh, we didn't lose our spirit; we didn't lose our uh, spirituality. We never did lose that, uh, but we had to reinvent. Uh, we had to create, not reinvent, but we had to create uh, uh, a black culture here in this country. Because of uh, the prejudice and the racism and stuff like that, uh, uh, which uh, hindered us from assimilating into uh, white society here, we had to go and invent uh, our own black culture. People wonder why, why, how is it that you uh, black folks uh, 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 find it necessary to? Uh, uh, segregate yourself. We didn't. We didn't find it necessary to uh, segregate ourselves. We was forced into it by uh, uh, the refusal of the majority to uh, allow us to assimilate into uh, white society here after the Civil War. Yeah, remember yeah, that's what that separate equal thing was about. They took away our uh, ability to assimilate through legal means. Yeah, through legal means. 
So, uh, but Harlem, Harlem was, uh, played a vital role in uh, uh, creating a, uh, a, a new culture for us, uh, Americans of African descent here. Uh, there's so many folks came out of there, James Baldwin, uh, Clinty, uh, uh, Cooley, uh, just so many people came out of the Harlem Renaissance. Uh, that uh, had an impact, a profound impact on uh, uh, our lives uh, in in society at large, not just black society, but society at large. Uh, a lot of great, great entertainers came out of that era. So yeah, so you, there's a difference between how uh, the South Side of Chicago evolved and how Harlem evolved. Uh, two great uh, black meccas here in the country, the Northeast. Uh, uh, Chicago, great great city. Now don't get me wrong, I uh, got some dear friends who live in Chicago still today and uh, are from Chicago. Uh, but there was uh, I don't know what's going on in Chicago now I, you know something well yes I do I know and, and I, it goes right back to my argument for reparations there because when you separate equal laws uh, uh, severely uh, handicapped uh, 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 African American descent uh, after that civil war was over, seriously hampered our uh, economic uh, mobility uh, through uh, discriminations, uh, discriminatory laws uh, throughout the society, from the workplace to the school place to uh, the real estate acquisitions to uh, public facilities to every which way in the society that would advance us economically, socially. And uh, politically, they uh, uh, put a roadblock, put a roadblock up, yeah. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. And now, uh, here today, 2015, when we look at uh, where we are, uh, why there's so much, uh, why there's uh, such an economic disparity, it's because the country had laws to uh, uh, deprive uh, black people of their equal uh, uh, rights, equal rights under their law, the Fourteenth Amendment. Yeah, they took it away for some hundred years after the after it was installed in the Constitution. After six hundred thousand people that died to uh, uh, rid the country of the cancer that uh, was eating it alive, that slave thing. Uh, Yet still, we uh, was put in this political purgatory without uh, 
uh, full uh, rights, uh, without full access to uh, the laws of the country, without equal protection under the laws. Uh, you know, Look, y'all, go to hushmoblack.com, H-U-S-H-M-O-B-L-A-C-K.com, just like it sounds, hushmoblack.com, my website, find my book there. Hey, we got a new sale going on on my first book. We reduced the price of the uh, electronic version, Five ninety nine for the electronic version of The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. Go out there as a great Christmas gift. Go out there and get the electronic verse, electronic version of it, and uh, it's five ninety nine on sale this week, y'all. Uh, and <clears throat> buy a copy for your friend. Tell your friend about the Hushville Black Forum. We come to you live and in living color every Saturday over Blog Talk Radio, y'all, uh, from seven to nine p.m. Coming to you live and in living color from the ATL. We advocate advocate for social justice on behalf of America's back when he sent you. We uh, uh, cover a whole range of issues out here. Anything that affect our community, we're going to be talking about. Uh, Lamar Hendrick, I guess that's who that is. That boy got some 11, uh, some 11, uh, that's common right there. Lamar Hendrick got some, Something like eleven Academy Award uh, nominations. Now I didn't know anything about Lamar Hendrick until I got back in school dealing with these young folks. He's one of the heroes. He kind of remind me of female, uh, a female uh, Lauren Hill. He's about on that genre. Uh, really, uh, a social advocate uh, for uh, American African descent. I, I like that about his music, his rap music, from what I've. Uh, learned about him. I, I went out and bought a couple of his uh, pieces. And, uh, yeah. Great, great uh, uh, advocate. <coughs> I've got to go to the doctor. I had, oh, let me tell you, a Facebook friend. <laughs> Uh, audience, listen up. Uh, the Hushmore had cataract surgery on one eye, my right eye. That thing ain't cleared up yet, y'all. This is winds up still taking drops. But uh, it's getting better. It did get a little better. But uh, what happened was the lady went in there and put me a, 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 a ran a, a EKG and talking about my heart is skipping a beat. I got some kind of heart murmur. I didn't know anything about it. I said, well, as much as I stay in front of a darn doctor and I didn't know anything about it, I'm 70 years old. I ain't never had no problem with my heart before. I, you know, it scared me to death. I said, whoa, I came in here to get a cataract removed. Next thing you know, you're talking about I'm, my heart is missing a beat. I got to go have a darn, uh, I've got to go to a heart specialist Monday. Yeah? I don't know what's going on. I don't. You know, I ain't got no chest pain. <laughs> but but you know what? I used to take an aspirin a day, and I stopped doing that. And uh, But right now I take one about one every week. Now I'm going to have to get back on that aspirin regimen, yeah. 
ain't never had no trouble with my heart. This lady talking about my heart is skipping a beat. Every once in a while, she said it's in and out. She called it some kind of fancy name. It showed I can't pronounce the name of what she said I had, but it sure didn't sound good. So I gotta, I gotta go run to, run to my doctor Monday, and see about the old ticket because you can't have that ticket messing up on you. That ticket, <laughs> that that thing control everything. Huh? That ticket, you you gotta have that old ticket ticket right. If it's beep, I'm missing a beep every uh, beat every other tick. Something, you know, you gotta you gotta check that out. So I, oh, I don't mind going to the doctor, not me. I'll be there Monday. I'll be there Monday, bright and early. Trying to find out what's going on. Trying to find out what's going on. Yes, indeedy. I'll uh, I don't know. I I, I don't know. But anyway, the cataract surgery now, uh, getting back to that, that was my main purpose for going to the doctor, Wednesday, uh, to get a cataract removed. And uh, that thing is interesting. You know, you have, anybody ever had any eye surgery or anything? They don't put you out. Then they hook you up to an IV and give you some kind of pain medicine that kind of dull, kind of have you woozy. But you don't. they don't put you out when you have that surgery. I had laser surgery. They went in to put this thing over your face, and, you know, you're pretty well out of it. You don't feel any pain, but that's some scary stuff. Uh, uh, little, uh, 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 psyched out about, you know, the surgery, first of all, because, you know, you just think that when somebody's messing with your eye, how sensitive your eyes are, that it's going to be all this pain, but really there's no pain. Or very little, I mean, uh, but that thing only took. Well, I was there about two hours because they got a prep. There's a lot that's go that go into it, but just as far as the surgery itself, that's a quick surgery. Yeah, that thing only take about five minutes. They they do the laser thing in about five minutes, and they got to put a lens in there, a lens behind your, uh, I guess it's your corner, cornery or whatever, and uh, they. What happens is your lens, uh, cataracts come with age. I mean, your lens get kind of fuzzy that you look through, and they kind of burn all that stuff off and put another one in there so you can see through it. And, uh, and uh, But right now, mine ain't cleared up yet. <laughs> you know, they say it took about a week, but I'm going right on three days. That's my third day, so I'm going to give it till Wednesday, but i got to get my other eye done. I ain't going to get nothing done until this one I clear up. This one I clear up, the doctor ain't going to see me because it ain't cleared up yet. I'm still having some problem, but every day it's getting a little better. At least that's what I'm telling myself. My wife said it took about a week. It took her about a week before hers cleared up. I got a, a, a thing right in the middle where it's, I don't know what's going on with that. I'm taking these drops. This thing don't clear up. I ain't going back to. Uh, ain't nobody gonna touch my other eye. That <laughs> other eye is still halfway good. But 
don't think I'm be getting lazy because lazy when you burn when they burn that lazy in there, whatever they destroy is destroyed. You can't go back in there and uh, uh, fix that laser damage. If they do some damage, ain't no going back in there fixing it. Now, I'm just going to see how long it takes this thing to clear up all together because it ain't cleared up yet. Oh, no, it ain't cleared up yet because still I can't see out of it. But it's getting clearer. At least I can make out colors <laughs> if there's some relief. But uh, it was interesting. I mean, yeah, uh, it, no pain. Uh, you know, the guys making a ton of money. Those darn op- ophthalmologists or whatever, the eye surgeons. <clears throat> Those guys make big money, yo. Those guys make big money. Yeah, because, you know, I don't know how many people, you probably, I, I bet it has uh, 70, 80% of the folks that reach the age of 70 don't have some cataracts. Oh, yeah. I believe it's that high. I, I don't know. I didn't look at the numbers, but I'd be willing to bet you that 70 to 80% of the people that reach age 70 is going to have a problem with cataracts because it's the aging thing. Your eyes uh, get fuzzy over time and you have to go in and have some corrective surgery. Now when I was a kid when I was a kid and I was just telling people, I remember my you know, there's a lot of reasons for it, but a lot of my, my a lot of my relatives, they older relatives back then in the fifties, forties and fifties, they went blind uh, from cataracts. Yeah, because they never had either access to the medical care or it wasn't in fact uh, perfected back then. They, uh, a lot of them went blind. Uh, now they just uh, go in there and put another lens in there and keep stepping. Although right now, like I said, <laughs> this got to get a lot better. <laughs> this thing got to get a lot, lot better before I, before they do anything to my other eye. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good science now where they can uh, uh, correct a lot of that stuff. It's amazing how technology has uh, progressed just in my lifetime. Speaking of Chicago, they still hot and heavy on uh, trying to get Rahm Emanuel uh, uh, to resign. Rahm Emanuel ain't going to do nothing. You have to drag him out of there by his toenails. <laughs> they come <laughs> recalling them up there in Chicago. Ah. I don't know what's going on there. Tell a friend about the Hushville Black Forum and... Uh, we come on uh, every Saturday, 7 and 9, Blog Talk Radio, y'all. It's a great, great medium for getting your uh, message out. Y'all got something to say, I recommend it highly. It's fairly inexpensive, yeah. I've started taping uh, the Hirschville Black Forum. I will be uh, putting the video up on YouTube as soon as I get it perfected a little more and uh, edit uh edit it out, clean all that stuff up. I'll be, uh, I guess I'm going to wait until the first of the year to start putting my video up of the show out on YouTube. You'll be able to go out there and uh, uh, pull it down there on YouTube. And, you know, that's, uh, if you want some vi- a visual, 
Uh, a lot of folks like to like the visual. Uh, so yeah, we we uh, we trying to improve. We're trying to improve uh, our uh, production. We'll be moving into a new studio sometime first of the year. Not the first of the year, sometime about middle of uh, of spring, hopefully. We're going to be moving into a uh, a new thing. Yeah, we uh we looking forward to that because we uh we know that uh, 2016 is going to be a heck of a year, y'all. This during presidential race is going to heat up like a a hot iron and a fire, uh, <laughs> a hot iron and a red hot fire uh, come January. Come uh, uh, the first of the year when they start uh, these primaries, uh, they actually start going to the polls and vote for people. You're gonna see some real ugly stuff go on in that Republican Party, y'all. Uh, you know they it ain't the Democrats. The Democrats they got the three candidates running. Hillary, Hillary Clinton pretty well got that wrapped up. So, uh, but the Republicans, you got a lot of you got a scuffle going on there. <laughs> You got you got a real dog fight. It's a real dogs in the fight. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, y'all. I don't know. They probably pretty good people. <laughs> but can you imagine Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, or Ben Carson? Those are the three leaders in the polls right now on the Republican side. Can you imagine either one of those characters uh, uh, <laughs> controlling the nuclear weapon? It was scare me to death, y'all. That thing would scare me to death if either one of those characters got close to that White House. I'm just I'm just telling you like a TIA is, y'all. Neither one of those characters is qualified to be nothing no more than a darn dog catcher. And I'd be worried about my dog if they had that position. I'd keep them tied up. In in uh, fenced in, I wouldn't take a chance on. That's just me now. I wouldn't take a chance on my dog running the street if either one of those characters was the dog catcher. I don't know. Anybody follow college football? I don't. I don't get into college football anymore like I used to. I used to follow all of uh, the college sports, but now uh, one thing uh, twenty. What is it? Twenty eighteen, I believe. The college football, the championship game, is going to be here in Atlanta. We uh, yeah we building a new stadium a new football stadium but well, now we we ain't doing nothing 
<laughs> the city of Atlanta, along with the Atlanta Falcons, is building a new indoor stadium again. We already got a dome. But this new stadium is going to have a retractable roof on it, a roof on it. What we need that for, I don't know, y'all. About a billion dollars they spent it on this thing. We got well. It's gonna bring in something, but that ain't gonna make no money for me. It might bring 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 in revenue for the city, which is good. Hopefully, it will. But anyway, we we, we st- they've started to uh, book the thing out. Uh, so we you know we got all kind of things coming. The Super Bowl, uh, the Final Four is gonna be there. Uh, the college football thing is gonna be there. They got a world soccer team's gonna be there. And so, yeah, that, you know, this thing is filling up, but we got a new dome. We built a dome for the Olympics in 96, y'all. This thing ain't for 27 years old. And they're tearing that thing down. <laughs> the dome ain't for 20 years old, and they're tearing it down. It's spending money on this thing. That don't make sense to me, but I guess you always, uh, in a capitalistic society like we live in, you always got to be reinvent yourself, tearing shit down and building shit up. Excuse the French, y'all, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's just the way it is, y'all. <laughs> you always got to be tearing stuff down and building the same thing back up again to keep that dollar circulating around and around and around. You know. Karl Marx said uh, back in the University of Berlin around 1850 that uh, capitalism will uh, uh, implode on itself as technology uh, displaced workers, as technology displaced workers, and uh, the capitalists uh, uh, sought greater and greater profit. And sure enough, that's what's happened today. Technology has replaced a lot of workers, yeah. Not not to mention the fact that uh, the capitalists here in this country shipped a lot of the jobs overseas in such a in search of uh, cheaper labor, in search of cheaper labor. Since they got rid of the free labor of uh, my people, they uh, <laughs> they've been they've been trying to uh, uh, curb the expensive labor and that. Uh, capitalistic model ever since you know the production uh, the products and uh, all that stuff you got a formula there labor cost is is one of the main ingredients of uh, a capitalistic system you want to keep that labor cost down as low as you can get it and if it's free it's all the better and it was free with the uh, slaves for a hundred Two hundred years, <laughs> free labor, boy. You can't. <laughs> they had a real, they had a real good thing going on there, y'all. Anytime you get free labor, you got, your your bottom line is gonna look real good. Your bottom line is gonna look real good, y'all. If you can get free labor, you can make a go of it. I don't care what you do, you can. <laughs> If you got free labor, you can you can make a go of it, cause that's your that's your main expense, labor. Shit, now you gotta do buy a pound of bacon and uh, five pounds of flour a month. 
for the, for your slave for your free labor. Shoot, you got it made. And they did for a lot of years. You hear people talking about uh, uh, the slaves and the blacks built the country. That's a fact. Free labor. Free labor, yeah. This country never could have grown to where it is today without uh, the free labor that they enjoyed for damn near 300 years, yeah. They never would have grown to the most powerfulest nation in the world. Uh, they got there on the backs of uh, free labor, on the backs of people, my people. Hey, it's just a fact. You know, yeah, you don't take my word. <laughs> Check your history out. That's why I'm a big advocate of reparations, y'all. Uh, for reparations for Americans of African descent. Uh, I, I base my advocacy for reparations on uh, the fact that uh, we were injured uh, after 1865, after the 14th Amendment was installed in the Constitution, 13th, 14th, and the 15th Amendment was installed in the Constitution after the Civil War, after some 600,000 people died. Uh, but then, uh, shortly thereafter, uh, the powers that be uh, put in all of these separate equal laws that turned out not to be equal at all and turned out to be, in fact, uh, injurious. Uh, to my people for some hundred years after the Civil War by depriving uh, my people, me, of equal access to uh, to employment, to education, to uh, political uh, uh, power, to real estate uh, acquisition, to just so much, uh, did so much damage. Uh, to uh, me and my people, that uh, we uh, today we find ourselves uh, uh, woefully behind. <laughs> hey y'all! Wow, that thing scared the hush over here. We rambling on and we like came to the end of the road, y'all. That quick. How time flies when you're having fun, y'all. How time flies when you're having fun, and I really do enjoy and look forward to being out here with you all every Saturday uh, on the Hushmo Black Forum uh, to interface with my uh, my audience. Uh, I look forward to that. That's going to do it for us for now. Until next week, uh, y'all uh, jump back and uh, hang with us on the 19th of December, y'all. Uh, until then, y'all uh, be good and uh, ciao. You got me the Hushmo saying and all. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.